Hey guys, welcome back to the Anti-Social Book Club. We're coming at you with a new book that we're really excited about. I know that we say that every time, but we've added some new twists and turns that we're excited to talk about with you on this episode. And let me just say, it's good to be back recording another episode. It's been a while, but guys, life. Life has been happening. So um, we're glad to be here with a new book and just just see what's going on. So Kelsey, how have you been? I've been okay. How have yeah. you been? <laughs> um, you know, I'm surviving. There's that quote that people say like thrive instead of survive. And thriving sometimes is very hard, but I'm surviving. It is challenging, but you're surviving. It's challenging. Yeah, we're both surviving. Um, mm-hmm. And books have been a great coping for me in these tough times, for sure. Um, and food. Speaking Definitely. Of which, <laughs> yes. We have a new idea, guys, that we're going to start doing. We are, as we read books, we've really become fascinated with the foods that are in them. And so we live in Oklahoma City. And so we've been looking up um, food that we find in the book and going and trying things out. And we did that with our book that we're fixing to introduce today. And let me just say, what an experience to read about it and then go try it. It was truly delightful. Also meeting the people who like run these places. Yes. Um, I'll talk about our little story with the place, the first, the first place that we went. Um, because man, it's really cool just meeting the people behind the food and everyone's just been so kind so far and it's just been really fun. They really have been. And like you yeah. said, it's so cool to read about something and be like, I wonder how that tastes and then go taste it. Yeah. It's truly been a dream come true. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> such different culture too. Man, yes. the geography teacher in me is like, mm, up my alley. Love this business. Especially with this book because the food is so different from what I've ever had. Yes. I was like, I don't really know what that tastes like. And so we did get to taste it, which was yeah. super exciting. And it like, and the food in the, in the book that we're going to talk about today is such a big part of it too. And so... Like you picture it in your head and then you see it in real life and um, it just really makes it come together, which is really, really cool. I know in the past we've uh, done some books with food in them, specifically with The Fire on High, which Mm. such a great book. Mm -hmm. And then another book that we both read but didn't do an episode over was Faux Love Story. Yeah, And we went and tried... Um, I forgot about that one, yeah. Yeah, the we, Vietnamese crepes and... Yes, and they were delicious. And the people and, and they, the owners like told us how to eat it properly because we did yes. not know how to eat it. So yeah, and, that was delicious. And we did get... I think you got the pho. Yeah, or... I don't remember what I got. Yeah, I got the pho and then you got something... I got like pot stickers. Pot stickers, which, which were... Which are truly one of my favorite meals and this meal came with like just pot stickers and rice I think so it's like ideal Mm -hmm. truly yeah and the crepes were like out of this world I've never I was picturing like a regular crepe guys that like you know pop culture but this is like a different form of it I don't even know how to describe it I don't really know how it's made but um, if you have like a local pho place around you, maybe go see if you can check out some Vietnamese crepes. Mm-hmm. They were very they were good. Delicious. They have also, like pork belly in them and like onions. Yeah. And shrimp, I think. Mm-hmm. It was like a big mixture of like meat that I was kind of concerned about in the beginning that all of them would go together. But it was really good. And plus, pho love story was so cute. It was so Um, good. It was very good. I actually read it as a beach read um, when we went to Destin, Florida. So I was sitting out there reading about pho love story with the waves in the background. And it was was just a fun experience. So um, I guess with that being said, Kelsey, should we introduce our next book? 
I think we should. Okay. And I'm going to let you do it because you actually introduced this book to me. Okay. It is called The Stationery Shop by Marjan Camille. 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 And guys, I originally saw this in the bookstore. I'm like, oh my gosh, this book is beautiful. There's so much detail on the cover. It's like the prettiest book that I own, honestly. Yes. Like, you just want to put it on the shelf and admire it because it's truly, it's truly beautiful. And I found myself in the bookstore, um, keep coming back to this book. And I'm like, oh, I'll buy it next time. I'll buy it next time. And I think, Kelsey, did you read it for like another book club? I did. Yes. And so she told me. You have to read this. And yes. I, think, I love that it's like the stationery shop and the book is so pretty. Because I feel like every time you go to like a stationery shop, everything is so pretty. And you're like, I want to buy everything because it's yeah. so cute and it's so beautiful. And so I love that that because it really is, guys. Like I'll try to describe it. It is. <laughs> it's like well, the book takes place in Iran. And so that's kind of like the background picture. But then mm-hmm. in the foreground, it's like foil, it's kind of like flowers gold. and lettering. So yeah, it's gold. It's almost like a gold leaf. And then there are like these really pretty flowers that are very bright on the cover. Like pink it's, and orange. It's, yeah. It's truly, it's truly beautiful. It's the for sure the prettiest book I own. Maybe the prettiest one I've ever seen. Uh, and it, the pages, we even forgot the page. The pages are like rough edge. Yes, which we'll talk to, about later. Yes, Kelsey <laughs> has something to mention on that. And it's crazy, yeah, but it truly is. Um, man, it's a beautiful book. So go check out your local bookstore or even the library and see if they have the um, physical copy because yes. the physical copy is definitely worth looking at because it's, it's beautiful. It's, yeah. Are you ready for a summary? I am ready for a summary. Okay, here we go. Also, I did parts of this on like listening to the audiobook. And Mm -hmm. so I'm going to say the names, how it's said in the audiobook. If you are from Iran or surrounding areas, and that's not the way that you say these names, please let us know. And I apologize in advance. Okay, Roya, a dreamy, idealistic teenager living amid the political upheaval of 1953 Tehran, finds a literary oasis in kindly Mr. Fawkery's neighborhood stationery shop, stocked with books and pens and bottles of jewel-colored ink. Then Mr. Fawkery, with a keen instinct for budding romance, introduces Roya to his other favorite customer, Handsome Bachman, who has a burning passion for justice and a love for Rumi's poetry, and she loses her heart at once. The romance blossoms and little stationery shop remains their favorite place in all of Tehran. A few short months later, on the eve of their marriage, Roya agrees to meet Bachman at the town square where, when violence erupts, a result of the coup that over that forever changes their country's future. In the chaos, Bachman never shows. For weeks, Roya tries to desperately contact him, but her efforts are fruitless. With a sorrowful heart, she moves on to college in California, to another man, to a life in New England, until more than 60 years later, an accident of fate leads her to Bachman and offers her a chance to ask him the questions that have haunted her for more than half a century why did you leave where did you go how is that you were able to forget me oh like you reading that synopsis I just all over again fell in love with this book like from the descriptions of like the stationery and the jewel colored ink and (laughs) Rumi's poetry and I don't know about you Kelsey but like I have never really read a lot of poetry, especially Rumi. And there's like this one one page in the book. It was like on page 43 where it it added some of his poetry that both Bachman and Roya really loved. And is it okay if I read it? Because yeah. it's truly beautiful. It says, the minute I heard my first love story, I started looking for you, not knowing how blind that was. Lovers don't finally meet somewhere. They're in each other all along. That's beautiful. I just thought it was beautiful, especially like with Roya and Bachman and their and their love story and being separated for so long. And we'll get into those details here in a minute. But also just like in real world, like with my I think about my husband, like 
for so long, you know, I was waiting to fall in love and then I found him and I feel like we've been together like our whole lives instead of like three and a half years. So, um, I just thought it was so beautiful, beautifully written and it's really inspired me to read more of Rumi's works. Yeah. That was a really big thing between them. Yes. And just all kinds of just books in general. Um, but poetry was the biggest thing. Um, so uh, let me tell you a little bit about the author, if that sounds please good, Kelsey. Please do. Okay. Mm. Please forgive me if I say this wrong. Kelsey might have to help me out with her name. And I'm so sorry to people who know how to say this and I don't. Um, Marjan Kamali. Does that sound right? Marjan? I, I think so. Okay. And again, I apologize if that is not correct because her work was truly beautiful and I want to honor the author for the work that she did. But she was born in Turkey to Iranian parents and spent her childhood in Kenya, Germany, Turkey, Iran, and the United States. She holds degrees from UCL, UC Berkeley, excuse me, uh, Columbia University and New York University. Wow. Her work has also been broadcast on BBC Radio 4 and published with two anthologies, Tremors and Let Me Tell You Where I've Been. Um, an expert from the stationery shop was published in Solstice Literary Magazine and nominated for a Pushcart Prize. So like before she wrote the book, I think she wrote like, you know, just a section of it. Um for something. And her debut novel, Together Tea, was a Massachusetts Book Award finalist and NPR Good Read. Um, Marjan lives in, with her husband and two children in the Boston area. And I got all of that from Google Books. And I think that's also the same one um, for the cover of the book as well, the author flap. But she sounds very accomplished and she sounds so well traveled just being all over the place. And I love that, you know, she has both the perspective of Iran and then the United States um, Mm -hmm. living there and currently living there, um, but also having that different culture like Roya. Yeah. And exactly like Roya. And um, I think it's so cool, you know, how this started out like it's a little excerpt. And then it turned into the book. So very Definitely. cool. Very cool. Okay. Let's would, dig into this. Would I, you like to hear some rankings of the book? Oh, how can I, guess I forget our Amazon reviews? Yes. I, and first I have a bookmark of, it's just like overall ranking. Yes. So this book is, it's like the really specific categories they have on Amazon. I don't even know that was a thing. This book is number 142nd in cultural heritage fiction, number 854 in women's domestic life fiction, and number 1073 in family life fiction. So I guess that's like the categories this book falls into. Yeah, definitely. Yes. And then... So now to ratings, because obviously we can give our opinion, but we want to bring in some other viewpoints, other ideas, just see what other people thought of the book. So overall... So that we're not totally biased. Exactly. Bring in some other, you know, opinions. So this is on Amazon as of 10.30.21. These are the current ratings. So overall it has a 4.5 out of 5 stars. And that's with 1,916 ratings altogether. Um, 66% gave it five stars. 22% gave it four stars. 8% gave it three stars. 2% gave it two stars. And 2% gave it one star. So the trend is very, it's very good. Yes. Positive. Positive. The majority gave it five stars. And I will say this one like all the reviews were very long. So mm-hmm. people like were very impassioned about this book and they want to try a lot about it. So it's yes. kind of tricky to find some shorter ones that we're not going to take up all, all of our time. <laughs> and like even the ones I chose are still pretty long. Lengthy. 
Okay. Well, let's hear them. So I have a five out of five stars. Okay. The title is Beautiful and Nuanced Love Story. Mm. Since I've been seeing this book everywhere for a while, and I have to admit that the gorgeous cover made it even more <sighs> enticing. I'm telling you, it's truly beautiful. The story about star-crossed lovers, uh, Roya and Bachman, is equally special. Starting uh, starting in 2017, Massachusetts with Roya and Bachman have found each other again, which I think it actually starts in 2013. But mm-hmm. anywho, not to correct this person. Well, <laughs> bookmark, this book has two, there's two versions of the book. It's the stationery shop, and then there's also the stationery shop of Turan. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but... There are two versions, I think. Yeah, mine starts in 2013, the center. Okay. So it's chapter one. Uh, let's see. Uh, the novel then takes us back to 1953, Iran, to explore the circumstances that tore them apart. The writing is exquisite, but readable, and the sights, smells, sounds, and history of Iran enhance the story beautifully. I loved both Roya and Bachman, and the way the secondary characters figure into the plot is interesting and unexpected. This would make a great book club read. There's so much to discuss here. We agree, obviously, reviewer. Obviously. Yeah, I agree with this one. But, like, I liked all the other characters. I was very, I guess, like, this is our spoiler alert of if you haven't read it but you want to read it, we're going to start talking about some surprises in the book. So go read it and then come back. This is your final warning. Yes. Spoilers ahead. Yes. I was very surprised by, like, how everybody especially Mr. Fockery was connected mm-hmm. to Bachman and his family. I did not see that coming and it was quite sad. It was very sad. Like I, I think nobody saw that coming. No. Like, you know, that his mom is like very, like very posh, I would say, um, in the wealthier circles. And then to find out that she's like a fruit seller's daughter yes, and she grew up in poverty Mm-hmm. And Mr. Fockery was um, the one that grew up in the wealthy circles and not her. It's just kind yes. of, you know, but then Mr. Fockery seeing her in the bazaar and being like falling in love with her. I did not see that coming. No, I didn't see that coming at all. But it does make a lot of connections in the end of the book. But yeah, so I didn't see that coming for sure. Um yeah. I don't either. Well, he was such a gem though. Like I wish that I had a stationary shop that I could go to that the the owner would be like, "Hey, I think you should read this book." I love that he did that for Roya. Like he picked out books for her and like kind of built her education, especially in a country, you know, they had the school where she went to for women and then the boys went to their own school, you know, he was helping to increase, you know, her education and her literacy and her literature and just kind of shaping her world with that. And I love that. Definitely. And then he let them like use the books, like past their letters. Yes. Although I do think it's a really interesting, like, it's kind of sexist to be honest of like mm-hmm. he pretty much like, I know he was a child as well, but mm-hmm. he like traumatized Bachman's mom and like left her. And I like she went through all that trauma and that's honestly why she probably had so many like mental health concerns later. Oh, a hundred percent. And yet like he's like a respectable person and she's like a crazy person. Yeah. And to, sorry, I know that we kind of flip flop back and forth to that, but yeah, just she did go through a lot of trauma. Yes, uh, you find out in the book. Big spoiler alert: Mister Fockery, okay, gets her pregnant. The baby doesn't survive. Well, but she that's had still an abortion. Something. Oh, she did. Yeah, they had. I mean, she not did. like what we would think of now. Like, yeah, like a back alley, like not safe. Okay, I think I got that confused because Situation. she had several miscarriages. Yeah. Well, and then there's also all the that book. trauma yeah. that she then blames herself for, like, terminating the first one. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was very sad. And I want to say it helps me to understand her better. I did not like Bauman's mom. She was just kind of just out there. But, you know, going back to these mental health issues, that's something that, you know, you have to kind of be aware of that. 
you know, people are sick. And Bauman's mom, she was sick. And I mentioned it in the book. You know, she was dealing with some things. And yeah, it wasn't right what she did in the end. But um, but she's oof. like coming from a place of like true trauma. trauma. Mm-hmm. And I think that honestly, knowing that made me like Mr. Fockery less, just to be <laughs> honest. Like it gave me more yeah. empathy for Bobman's mom and less empathy for Mr. Fockery. Yeah, because like I was saying in the beginning, I was like wishing I had my own stationary shot with Mr. Fockery. But then you hear this and, you know, it gives him that reputation of, wow, he's not what we think he is. So. Definitely. Okay. Let's say I have another five star review. It says, well worth the wait. It says, I've been waiting for Mahjong Kamali's next book ever, ever since I arrived together tea and the stationery shop is well worth the wait. The richly realized characters and evocative uh, descriptions pulled me in immediately and I couldn't help but rally at the something of fate. I don't think that's the right word. <laughs> something about fate that kept Roya and Bothman apart. Their story broke my heart yet left me strangely full of hope. A stunningly beautiful read. And I agree. Okay. It did. Like, oh, man. It's just like, oh, just star-crossed lovers. It's just like they Truly. fall in love and then they're going to get married. And it's like right up until the marriage. And then all the things happen. And then they don't see each other for 60 years. I know. Can you imagine? No. And I kind of got like reading it and thinking about, you know, like my relationship with my husband, like what if something like that had happened to us? Like I, it would be truly devastating. And I think that'd be traumatic for me as well. And we can see in the book how traumatic it was for Roya, especially going into those relationships. And then, you know, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but then her husband that she does marry that she meets in the United States Walter, Walter comes in <laughs> and I love how he kind of surprises her. It's not, it's not bombing. He's not bombing for sure, but he's Walter and he's safe and he's comforting. It might not be the ultimate love of her life, but you know, in a way she does love him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think you can have more than one love of your life. That might be a controversial yeah. opinion, but yeah. And, like, people, like, they get married, like, their spouses die, and they find love again. Like, Mm -hmm. like this situation where, like, they were in love when they were younger, and they got disconnected, and they love someone else. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like she loves Walter any less. I feel like it's, like, a different kind of love, but it's still, like, very real, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Because I was worried when she discovers Bauman is, like, 30 miles away in a nursing home. Because, spoiler alert, he follows her over to the United States searching for her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was worried, like, oh, no, well, what's going to happen to Walter now? The faithful Walter who's been there, you know, through all of her cultural struggles, um, being a wife, wanting to work, um, her thoughts on having children. He stood by her side the whole time and loved her regardless. When they lost and their child. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so that that is kind of a trigger warning. Um, there, it does talk a lot about um, uh, miscarriages and losing children. And so, if you have experience with that, I just want you to know that we're here for you. Um, if you need to take a break, come back to this, or just leave it in general. I I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, the book has a lot of sad things. Yes. Because I, I like what this, the reviewer said of like, it's very sad, but also very hopeful. Yeah, because uh, I guess I'm trying to search for the right word of hopeful. But, you know, Roya's life doesn't, it's not wasted because she doesn't fall. She still goes to the United States and gets a degree in science, something her father wished of her the entire time. Mm-hmm. She gets a job in a time when women really aren't supposed to have jobs when they're married. And she does that and she works really hard and she eventually has a son who she adores. 
and she makes a life like her and her sister who follows her over to the United States. They have this, you know, really strong relationship. So um, even though Bobman's not in the picture, you know, she does still make for a life of herself. And I think I think that's where the hope is. Definitely. Okay. I have a four star review. It says good read, but not fabulous. It says overall Mm. a fairly good book. It was a bit more of a focused love story than I had anticipated set in the night in 1950s Iran. It was loosely intertwined with the political upheaval of that country in that time period. I wish I had been more involved in the culture and politics of that country, which I think would have made it a better book. And there was one character introduced late into the book that made no sense and did not add to the storyline. In fact, I found the character confusing and that development felt unfinished at the end of the book. It is a bit sad, but I enjoyed reading it. I'm not sure who they're talking about. I'm not sure who they're talking about either because everybody be? has a... Con- I'm wondering if it's maybe the nur- the nursing home director. Oh, but I she bet that's had, it. But she had the relationship with Bauman. Mm-hmm. Like, we can see, like... She didn't have any parents and he was somebody for her. I bet that's what they're talking about. I liked that. But I I like that too. And I love that Bauman took care of her. And then in the end, when Bauman passes away, um, Roya takes care of her and she yes. makes her a traditional meal. Yes. Which in the book says she hadn't done it in a really long time, but that's mm-hmm. something that she wanted to do for her. And she introduced her to her son. Yes, possible which like, love connection. Mm, yes, yes, yeah. So I disagree. I really liked that mm-hmm. addition of her. Yeah, for sure. Like in, in the beginning, I was like, when it came to that section of the book, I will say it did make sense. I'm like, what? What is this? Like, is this like a future excerpt of like a daughter that they have or something? But then you realize it's the nursing home director and. Mm-hmm. um I thought it I thought it was a sweet touch. I liked it. I do like in this review how it talks about the history cuz I I honestly didn't know that much mm-hmm. about Iran's history and the coup and all that stuff that happened. So I really liked yes. reading about that and learning more about like that region and that mm-hmm. history for I sure. I too because I feel like today um you know with just media and everything we have like a certain picture of, you know, these Persian countries and what they're looking like. And um, there was a whole, you know, different culture to that before the coup even happened. Um, You had women going to school. You had women, you know, dressing how they wanted, um, you know, doing all these things. And just, you know, that's how history has gone as things have changed. Um, with the different government leaders mm-hmm. and we're not really going to get into that, but it was just kind of s- interesting to see that historical change. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. I have a one, one star review. And like we said before, one this, star. yes, like we said before, this book is beautiful and like the sides or sometimes how they have like the fancy books where like the pages are kind mm-hmm. of like not really rough, but like not cut. And that's like how it's supposed to be, you know, to give it more yeah. character. Well, this person <laughs> did not understand that or they just don't like that, which is fair enough. But this is one star. It says poor quality looking book, which I can't even imagine saying that about this book. But it oh. says the pages are not cut tidy. It doesn't look like an official published book. Oh, which I was like, you it's just. About, it's like. Come on, one star. It's supposed <laughs> to give it more character. Yeah, like you have missed the point entirely. You missed so the just, assignment. Yeah, I thought that was, but they did not understand the assignment at they all. They did not understand the assignment. So no. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. <laughs> um, another one, another one star review. So it's couldn't get through it. Other than the setting, the book is repetitive and boring. Too bad for me as a as I wasted time and money. The book got good reviews. Give it a whirl if you want a glimpse of Iran under the shop uh, pre-revolution and you love basic romance novels. Which I don't think this is a basic <sighs> romance novel. I don't think it was basic. I mean, they were set up in a stationary shop. They fell in love over poetry. But they also, you know, Bauman wanted to see change for his country. He was hoping, you know, for a better future for him and Roya. And you can see how they got involved with that. And just like him trying to devote his time to 
what he thought he was being called to do and also being in love with her. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's a cookie cutter love story. I don't, I don't think so either. Yeah. But, so we, you know, agree or disagree with this reviewer. Oh, yeah. Yes. Because I don't think that's the case. But yeah, that's all my yeah. reviews. Which before okay. we do some discussion questions, I thought I would talk about something exciting. Yes. So according to Marjan Kamali's website, the stationery shop is getting a television series adaptation on HBO. Uh, I am so excited. Like Same. she just told me like really quickly before the show, like before we started recording and I'm like, how did I not know this? Yes. This- and it says there's already a director and writer, Prentice Penny. And then they're teaming up with writer and actor Mozan Marno and the author, Marjan Kamali, to work oh. on it. Oh my gosh. That is so exciting. And I love when the authors are involved in this business Same. as well. So you know it's going to be good. Me too. Same. And then do you oh. want to hear about some of the awards this book has won? Yes. Keep so, coming with these bookmarks. Yes. So this was a Publishers Weekly bestseller. It was one of NPR's best books of 2019. Mm-hmm. It was an Indie Next selection and a Library Read selection. And I know on the cover it's like, it says a Boston Globe bestseller. Yes. And it says book club favorites. Yes. So a lot of people love this book. Oh, and guys, it was literally so worth it. Absolutely. So worth it. Do you want to go through some discussion questions? Let's do it. And then let's talk about some food. I'm excited for our new segment, guys. Um, Me too. We got a lot of cool material that we're looking forward to in the future. Absolutely. Okay. So we kind of already talked about some of these, but the first one. So Roria and Zari have very different personalities and ways of looking at life. And the two sisters often argue and clash, but there's a bond that's unbreakable. Um, so basically, like, what did you think of Zari and Roya's relationship? I thought it was a typical older, younger sister relationship, especially with me having younger siblings, Mm -hmm. you know, um, kind of on each other's case. But Zari is also very different from Roya. Roya was more reserved, um, and Zari, she wanted to party. She wanted to look fabulous. She wanted to talk to the boys. And so I, you know, that was their relationship. But when I was kind of surprised, though, when Roya does start talking to Bauman, I was surprised that Zari was so against it. Yes. I think I wasn't expecting that because you see her being so boy crazy. And I thought for a little bit it might have been jealousy. But That's I what think I think too. Overall, too, she wanted to protect her sister. Yeah, I don't have sisters or siblings. So I'll be honest, I did not care for Zari. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she was mean to Roya, mm-hmm. which I know like sisters are mean to each other and like it's fine because you're sisters. But mm-hmm. I didn't love Zari. I thought she was kind of annoying. I honestly thought she was the one for a while that sent Boffman the letter, that sent mm-hmm. Roy the letter from Boffman saying that they couldn't be together. Like, oh, I just thought I she was kind of sketchy. I literally have that in my notes, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought she was, too. But, you know, having those siblings, like, I thought she was just being the annoying little sibling. Yeah. You know, trying to make it more about her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of get that, like, as my sisters started to date as well, like I became very protected of them. And I know like I'm the older one, but even still with my youngest sister and her in the dating world, I'm like, I have some of those moments where I kind of feel like Zari, like, no, don't do that. What are you thinking? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully I'm I not did... as annoying as Zari, but yes, I did like when, like, Zari came, like, I like Zari as an adult more than a teenager, which, honestly, who does? Who, who and can doesn't we talk think about that? Zari's choice in the man that she married? Yes, I didn't think they were going to make it, to be honest. Oh, but they did. Yeah. So, guys, <laughs> when they go over to the United States, um, if you read the book, you can see that not only do they finish their degrees, but they also find men very shortly after arriving. Roya has Walter, and then Zari has her, like, 
rock star, yeah, hippie, like, like, like a hippie husband. boyfriend, husband that and she marries. She, and yeah, then she kind of like molds him into like a businessman, a cookie cutter, like yeah. suburban <laughs> dad. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yes, I did like when Roya or not, yeah, when Zari came to visit Roya after uh, Roya lost her child, yes. her daughter. Like, I did like whenever Zari came to help her with that and was, like, mm -hmm. being really supportive. I love that. I loved how it really just showed their sisterly bond. Mm -hmm. Because imagine, you know, you're in a foreign country. You are married, which, you know, that is your family. But still, like, you lose a child. You're going to be wanting to be surrounded by loved ones. And... She didn't really have a lot of that because her family was back home in Iran. But, of course, she had Zari. And I loved how, like, Zari just kind of dropped everything. And she stayed for a very long time, like a month, I think, mm-hmm. in the book. And, you know, try to make her foods from home, try to make her feel comfortable um, just to kind of help her through that pain. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We've kind of already touched on this one, but in the 1950s, women in Tehran weren't allowed the freedoms, uh, the limited that women in America were. How does mm-hmm. Roya's family chal- challenge these social expectations? How does that continue to inform Roya's life when she grows up? I really liked her dad mm-hmm. being like, I'm going to send you to to get like your science degrees. Yeah. And he was very supportive, especially for the time. And especially for a and man it, at that time. Yeah, especially for his, for them being daughters. Mm-hmm. Like, especially in this area of the world, especially in that time period, it was very unheard of for fathers to be encouraging their young daughters to go get educations. Yes. And I loved that about this book. Me too. Especially to like leave your home country and go somewhere mm-hmm. else to get your degree. I thought mm-hmm. like, my parents would never tell me to leave the country to get a degree. Yeah. So I thought that was and very nice. Yeah. It was like they weren't being so, – like they were truly thinking – they were selfless and thinking about their daughter's future and wanting the best for them. And, you know, it was a very different world. And I love how we see both the time era and also like, um, like the history factor, but also just like – them being women in the Middle East, being able to do these things. But what I was also going to mention is, you know, when it's always been known that her dad wants them to go to school, but when Roya wants to get married to Bauman, they also accept him. And they're like, if this is what you want, um, you know, we love Bauman and he's going to be part of our family too. So I kind of love both the aspects of like, he wanted his daughters to dream big, but also supported them and what they wanted. Definitely. I loved that. Sorry if I kind of like big did a big run around on that one. No, I don't think so. Yeah. And we kind of already talked about this one, but in chapter 14, the readers learn about the history between Mr. Fockery and Bachman's mother. After reading this, why do you think Badri, who's uh, Bachman's mom, treated Roya so terribly? And I think, like we said before, I truly think that like Badri had a ton of trauma from mm-hmm. her childhood, which literally changes like your brain and how you react to things. Mm-hmm. And I think she obviously like never got help for that, never like learned mm-hmm. how to process that. And I think that is the reason why she treated, you know, Roya so horribly, why she kind of couldn't move past that in her life. I think she also like saw herself in Roya. And Roya was getting to mm-hmm. be with like the like big society person that she wasn't able to be with. Yeah. And I think she also wanted control. I mean, so many of the life situations she didn't have control of. Mm-hmm. And so this was her only son that she was able to have. And she she picked out the bride that he was supposed yes. to marry. Which and so when she lost that control, I just think it was unfortunate for Roya. Like she was just in the way. Yes. Which, how did you feel when it was revealed that Bachman did marry the it woman made that me his sick mom to my stomach? Like, I had to pause. I think I had to, like, I had to pause and, like, put the book down for a second yes. because I'm like, even if 
Roya said he never wanted to be with her or be with him. Why would you turn around and marry the per- marry person? That person? Yeah, that you despise and also Roya despise for the way she made them feel. Mm-hmm. Like if I it just didn't make sense. That's one part of the book that did not make sense to me and was truly a knife to the heart. <laughs> yeah, it really was. I think especially like if you're Roya there's a part of you like probably doesn't so you, like you think something's up, something's mm-hmm. suspicious, like he wouldn't do this. But then you found out, oh, he did marry mm-hmm. this other person that like we talked about and that was supposed to marry him. Like that mm-hmm. would that would make me question, like, oh, maybe like he, <laughs> this is real and he just did decide like not to meet yeah. me. And he did do and, this. And I kinda have those thoughts as well. It's like maybe that really happened. And I know just how heartless he was just to turn around like that. And so, yeah, it really made me question Bauman too. Yeah. And then we correct me, but we do find out that it was Bauman's mom Mm -hmm. that like sent them to the wrong place through Mr. Fockery, Mm -hmm. which that's rough. Which, Which let's talk about this too. In the end, Mr. Fockery tries to warn Roya that's what is happening. And in the process, they're kind of caught up in a military revolution at the time that's going on. Um, They ended up kind of in the middle of like a riot attack kind of thing. And ultimately, Mr. Fockery dies. And Roya has to watch like this gentleman that's been so kind to her throughout her childhood, kind of like a mentor die yeah i did not see that coming and it was very sad yeah and he's like trying to send her this message but just can't get it because oh yeah yeah so that's another painful thing like he knew it was wrong Mm -hmm. and he did i don't think he wanted to be doing these letters but i felt like he owed it he felt like he owed it to bob and small exactly i felt like he thought okay because i did this to her mm-hmm. like now i do owe her yes this, even though he did absolutely did not want to do that and event like ultimately he decided not to yeah he just didn't get to fall through with the plan mm-hmm. and letting roya know but yeah i did not see that coming oh yeah it was very sad and like everyone's trying to help him and like people it's like in the middle of the coup and then, oh my gosh, another stab to the heart. The bookshop catches, or the print, um, yes. the stationery shop catches on fire it's during gone. the revolution. Well, and so we talked about Roya's life after Bachman, but Bachman mm-hmm. like opened up his stationery shop. Yes. And so him, I love that connection to the end. Yes. And him and his wife, who like was the woman that his mom chose, like mm-hmm. they did stay married until. His wife passed away, and they had twins. Mm-hmm. So I, and like I think Bobman talks about this of like he didn't love his wife like Roya, but like he did still love her. Yeah, it's like something. I mean, how could you not like the mother of your children brought this life? You kind of experienced the revolution together and moving to a foreign country together. You've got to have some type of feelings for. Mm-hmm that person i mean their marriage should start on shaking ground but you know i think kind of just like roya he kind of made the best of his life in the, the way that he thought he could yeah and i like that they both you know had their other people to support them even though they were separated absolutely and who was your favorite character hmm I just loved how brave Roya is like to be dumped like very close to your wedding. Like the whole neighborhood knows that you're getting married. They've celebrated your engagement. That's Mm -hmm. all people are talking about, like all their family. And then when that happens to be like, you know what? I'm going to do what's best for me. I'm going to go to the United States and get an education. And I just, I thought that was very brave because when I imagine myself, you know, leaving my home, like everything that I know to go to a foreign country, I'm like, I don't know if I could do it. Yeah. And she did it on her own. 
Yes, she did. As a woman in the 60s. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think Roy was my favorite, too. I just... And I love books. I've talked about this before, that, like, follow the character through, like, their whole life. Yeah. Because I really do feel like we really got to know Roya. And we saw mm-hmm. her through, like, ups and downs and, like, tragedies and meeting Bachman and meeting Walter. And, like, mm-hmm. the death of her child and the birth of her son. Like, all the way up until she was, you know, an elderly yeah. woman. So I really loved that. I feel like we really did get to know her. Yeah. In her whole story. I wish we had talked and more about, like, Roy and Zari's parents after they moved to America. Like, what did that relationship mm-hmm. look like? Mm-hmm. I just want to know more about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Kelsey, I think we need to talk about the meeting that they have 60 years later yes. in the nursing home. We've got to talk about that. Okay. So what what were your feelings when that was happening? I mean, the whole time I felt like something was fishy mm-hmm. about, like... Cause I think the letters, like they each got a letter saying that they couldn't be together that mm-hmm. Bob and his mom sent, right? Yeah. Like I never believed that took place. But I didn't really know what took place. I was like, maybe Bobman decided mm-hmm. that because he was gonna be some like revolutionary person, he decided not to like pursue things with Roy because he mm-hmm. wanted to put her in danger. So I wasn't really sure, but I knew that it wasn't gonna be like, sorry, I sent you that letter. Yeah. Like, I knew that it was going to be something like, that wasn't the case. That makes sense. What did you think? Yeah. I was like, when it was happening, like, I was nervous. Like, she sends Walter away to get a lobster roll. It's <laughs> like, go get something to eat. I'm yes. just going to talk to my old lover here. <laughs> and, like, it says, like, she just stares out the window for a little bit before she can even look at him. And then... Like the confusion, it was just so awkward. And I was so nervous for her that entire time. Like uh, 60 years, you've had to brew on the love of your, one of the loves of your, the first love of your life, walking out of you for 60 years. What do you say to that person? And then to get in the middle of the chaos of them both figuring out like, oh, that happened to us. Like we were tricked. And mm-hmm. thinking, like, is this, could this be true? Is Bauman maybe just, like, playing her? But then figuring out, like, it is true and just the overwhelming sadness of it. Very like, sad. You, and then just, like, thinking about, you know, the other life that they could have had together if they stayed. But then again, if they stayed, what would their life look They wouldn't have gone to the United States. They would have lived in... Their worn torn, their war torn country, you know. Um, so there's just a lot of just a lot of what ifs. But Kelsey, it was like a notebook moment when really Bob is basically dying, and he wants to see her one last time. And they like lay together in the bed as he's like dying. Yeah, and uh, it's very it was, sad. I do wonder Incredibly because I honestly I feel like at this point it's not really threatening mm-hmm. if like your elderly partner goes to see their elderly former flame. Yeah. Like what if this would have happened when they were like 35? Oh, that's a great question. Because I I feel like <sighs> I think like at like, this point like Roy is she... like 80. So yeah. I'm like, you know. But what if it had been if like she was when younger. they were 35? Yeah. Like, would I feel Walter like she would have left Walter. Yeah, I feel like, like she would have. Like, would Walter have been as understanding? You know? You know, I just think that's the nature of Walter. I think, you know, he was a very, like, I love you so much. I'm going to let whatever, like, he wanted children. Roya didn't. He's like, okay, that's what you want. You know, that's going to happen. I think he would have been sad about it, but I think he would have let her go. Yeah. Which is also sad to think about for Walter. <laughs> I it's know. like, oh, there's Poor not Walter. a good situation here. Oh, yeah. Poor Walter. Walter. Yeah. Like I said before, I, I don't think that like Roya didn't love Walter and didn't have a good life mm-hmm. with Walter. 
Because I think even the book, she mentions like Walter always felt safe and Bobman really didn't feel that mm-hmm. safe. Yeah. And I do think like that's how you can be with somebody for a long time is like if you feel safe with them and if they make you feel safe. Yeah. And I'm not sure Bobman always made Roya feel safe. Yeah, because I mean, one of their first little dates that they went to, it was like to like a political campaign yes. where he gets beat yes. up. I'm gonna say, and people his are best like dying. friend has to like take him, you know, across town to get stitched up while he's like bleeding. Yes. And they're like, bye, Royal, I'll see you later. I'm just <laughs> bleeding to death going to go to the hospital over here. <laughs> yes. And so I'm like, Walter would never. So, you know. And I love too, like as they were in, they were in their eighties and they're older and like, they're on their way to the nursing home. And he like made sure she had her snow boots on and her parka because it was cold outside. Like that always stuck with me too. Like he just up until the end, like he never stopped caring for her. like protecting her. Yes. And he loved her food, which brings us to the food portion. Oh, the food portion. So like we mentioned earlier, we read this book and we're like, we have to try this. And yes. so we found a place, which if you're in the Oklahoma City area. It's called Travel by Taste. And it was actually featured on Diners, Dives and Drive-Ins. I think I missed that mess it up. But, you know, the Guy Diners, Fieri show. Drive-Ins and Dive. <laughs> Triple D. Triple yes. D. So actually featured on that show. <laughs> And they do Postmates, so if you're in the Oklahoma City area, it's very good. And we talked about some of the stuff um, that they talked about in the book. Yes! Like, I I love that, like, Walter and Roy's first date was her making him a meal. Yes. And I love that. Because that's something very similar with my husband, like, uh, right as we started, like, our relationship, like, I made him like a big meal mm-hmm. and, you know, I don't know. It was very significant for us. So I love that with Roya as well. And so, yes. okay, let's talk about this food. Let's yes. talk about our experience. First, first one I just want to say, I loved when Roya like shaded American food and she was like, yes. it's all just like boiled meat and potatoes. And boiled vegetables. Yes. 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 I loved that. But yeah, and guys, like, I feel like I truly don't eat, like, you know, besides, like, your typical fast food. I feel like I got to have some flavor. I got to have yes. something interesting. And so this has been, like, such a fun journey. And let me just say, we had our initial dinner at Travel by Taste, but we have been back. We have, since. because it's delicious. It was delicious, and our experience was so fun. We got to meet the owner who, like, took our order. Yes. And so friendly. And when he knew it was our first time there, like, he tried to make sure that all the stops were made. Like, he wanted to make sure that we were going to enjoy our food because I ordered, oh, and I know I'm going to say this wrong. I think it's Groma Shoba, Shoba, Shobi. And it's like, I have the, I have the menu, but he wanted me to try it before I ordered it. Like he didn't want me to have to eat it if I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just so sweet of him. It was very nice. He definitely took like, time to like yeah. talk to us about the food. And he told he said like the what you want it takes like a week to make or something. Two days or three days, excuse yes. me. Yeah. So I got the go- gorma showbiz sh- shabbies. And it's like sautéed parsley, onions, stewed beef, kidney beans. It's just like a big stew that you pour over rice. And it was incredible. And he kind of like when I ordered it, he was like, have you ever eaten this before? And I was like, (laughs) no. (laughs) And so that's why he wanted me to try it beforehand. And I just appreciated that. And also like. It took him days to make the soup. He's yes. not going to want to waste it yeah, on me if I don't like to it. To waste it. <laughs> Which I appreciate. Um, so we ha- I had that the first time I was there. And so, like, it talked a lot about, like, dried limes that they use in their cooking. And the stew had it in it. Um, and then the next time I tried the gamma with potatoes and it had like split peas, which they talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. And that was another type of stew. And I think the second stew was my favorite. I think so too. Like the first stew, it had like 
the beef was so good it like would melt mm. in your mouth but then the second one so i liked tender. it had like little french fries in it yeah which i'm like sure the is potatoes, not the correct word. i was expecting like you know an american stew or like midwestern boiled stew that we have. potatoes you have boiled potatoes <laughs> And these are like crispy, like yes. tiny French fries on top of like this broth that tastes like tomato soup. And you've got, oh, it was so it was good. So and then good. you pour it over rice. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this sweet, um, melt in your mouth meat and the broth and the rice. And it just all came together and it was so good. Yes, it was so delicious. Let's see. And then Kelsey, what did you have, Kelsey? The first time I had the chicken kebab, Mm -hmm. which was very good. Had some chicken, had some different vegetables. And then on the side, I got the jeweled rice, which if you remember from the book, that's what they had for her engagement party. Yes. They had it for the engagement party. Um, It was so good. It tasted like it's, it's going to sound weird, but it tasted like like sour candies, mm-hmm. like in the rice, which I'm not going to be gross, but it was actually very good. Yeah, because they were some type of what is like a berry. I it, yeah, I think it was like pomegranate seeds. Yeah, something like that. And but guys, like it talks in the book, like her and her mom making this dish and typically it's like reserved for weddings it's like a very Mm. like a delicacy and just the time that they take to like put these little little berries all over the rice so like each one you get like a scoop of the berry with um, that tang with the rice and there's pistachios i believe in it so the crunch of the pistachios with the tart it was very um, good it was very good and i know i i like i was talking about this earlier but it kind of also reminded me of like a thanksgiving vibe when you eat cran it had like a cranberry Mm -hmm. taste to it like that tang Um, mm -hmm, that kind of even stuff out this rice and you're like what that's great like i when kelsey first ordered this i'm like i want to try it but i don't know if i'm gonna (laughs) like it and i have to try it because it was in the book yes it was truly it was it i understand why it's a delicacy like you can see the hard work that goes into it but it's also very delicious it was very delicious and then the next time i got the gyro which Mm. is a kind of i feel like a more common thing in america to get but it was very delicious. It had like, like these great pickles on it. It had this amazing sauce. The pita. Oh, the pita bread. Oh, at my Travel gosh. By taste. It was so good. It's so And they bring delicious. you just like a basket of like pita triangles. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how do I get more of this? So the next time I got the euro, which comes in a pita. <laughs> I don't so know if so I told good. you this, but like. I actually postmated some hummus for to take to lunch to school one day, and it came with all the pita bread, and oh, it was it was glorious, so good. Which that we also did get some appetizers. So we got the hummus and pita. We got, we got the, the falafel, falafel bites. Delicious, and, like this sh- cucumber yes, sauce, the cucumber dip. Um, it was just so creamy, but then you get like the freshness of the cucumber and then, you know, you all have the spices from the falafel. Falafel is one of my favorites and I know a lot of people, you know, either love it or you hate it, but I really do love falafel. I thought it was very good. Yeah. And then we also got the samosas, which honestly were probably my favorite thing. Oh, guys, I have never had one of these and this was my first time having one and it was incredible it had like potatoes i think and like meat meat and like a fried triangle it kind of reminded yes. me of like i'm sure this is not at all what it is so i'm so sorry but it kind of reminded me of like a savory baklava like just like oh. that flakiness that like crispiness the filling and then you but get the softness of the potato as you're biting into it as well mm-hmm. and they also and- had a sauce with that which was truly amazing mm-hmm Oh, and then speaking of baklava, we also got dessert because why wouldn't we? Yeah. We the baklava, which was, I never had baklava before. I always wanted to try it, but it was so good. Mm-hmm. It was just like had pistachios in and it was covered in honey. 
mm. flaky, buttery, truly amazing. And I think it was cool, too, because I feel like I learned a lot about their desserts. Like, a, a key majority of the sugar in these desserts are coming from honey. Mm-hmm. And so you have the honey and the baklava. And then we also have, like, this other dessert that was, what was that called, Kelsey? It was called a Zulbia. Okay. And it was, like, a swirly, I think it was just, like, a swirly honey dessert. And it was pure honey. And it was yes. purely delicious. It was so sweet. It so was, if you go there and you don't like sweet things, maybe stick with the baklava. But it was, I mean, I'm yeah. glad I tried it. It was very good. I think it got a cavity, but that's fine. Worth it. Yes. Like my teeth hurt afterwards. Like yeah. I can feel, feel it. Um, but yes. the guy was also so sweet. He gave us like these honey bites to try on the side. Like the owner wanted us to feel at home there. And I think that was the best part of the experience was like, he brought us out things to try. I know also he brought us out. It's like a crispy rice Mm -hmm. that is at the bottom of the pot. And typically, you know, in our culture be like, Oh, throw that out. That's, you know, it's not the good stuff, but he's like, this is a delicacy. Like the crispy part of the rice is the best part. And so he's like, you know, put it in the stew, soak it in the the sauce. And it's very chewy, but like the crispiness of it with like the flavors of the stew, it it was very a different experience. It was very chewy, but it was very good. It was very good. It brought out like a new taste to the rice, like maybe more like sweeter, crunchy, kind of buttery. It tasted buttery in a way. Mm-hmm. And, it was um, delicious. It was very delicious. Yeah. And they also had, so it was like a restaurant, but then it also had like a little market as well. Mm-hmm. You can get some of like the stuff mentioned in the book of yeah. like the Iranian delicacies. You can see like. That you can't find other places. Like bags of dried limes, bags of split peas. Mm-hmm. Um, All different kinds of like sodas. Rose water, like I know a lot of those dishes, like they use rose water in their dishes. Um, my husband, at one of the times, I have to mention this, Kelsey, he got like <laughs> this Iranian cotton candy, and it's not pistachio it, flavored, and it, it had pistachios in the cotton candy. <laughs> and guys, this is you know, like our cotton candy here is very light and fluffy. This is like hardcore sugar like it is strands it looks like thread and it looks very off-putting I honestly couldn't do it but my husband loved it um said it was pure sugar and that's what the guy the owner said as well (laughs) it's like a brick of like sugar with pistachios with pistachios in it and yeah so that was an experience. Yeah. It was delicious, though. And obviously, like, we've been back. It was so good. Everything yeah. you could just taste, like, okay, they love this food and they love cooking it for people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was kind of sad to see, like, you know, this is kind of like um, a hole-in-the-wall place. I hate to say that, but it just had so much it was just so fun and it was kind of sad to see like uh you know it was just us and a couple other people and so um definitely in your area give it a try go give some love to travel by taste because um you know right now with covid we really can't travel and it was really just fun to kind of just experience that um through dinner um and get to build relationships with the people there like I look forward to every time going in there seeing the owner because he's just (laughs) he's just just a gem he's so nice and like I said they do postmates if you live in this area the Oklahoma City area you can postmate it and I think Mm -hmm. that's what they mainly do because whenever you were there they had like yeah 10 orders lined up on the counter yeah for people postmating and they also like had a large like nut selection like oh, yes. all different types of nuts that I've never even heard of before just like big bowls of them mm-hmm. um yeah guys so many things that I've never heard of and so it was it was it was really it cool it was very cool I'm really glad we'll have some pictures that we'll put up when an episode releases showing yes. you the food but it was the food. very cool. So I recommend if you want to read this book, like go find a place by you where you can try yeah. some of these foods. 
and just Persian food. Um, yeah. Try to experience experience the culture. I think as a geography person, I really am an advocate for that because I feel like a lot of people can just be remain in their little square of a life. And there's such a big world out there. And I love not only that reading can take you outside your box, but also food. So go give it a try. Definitely. Yes, absolutely. <sighs> well, this was so fun, Kelsey. I, I truly love this book. 10 out of 10 would recommend Um, and the food also, as we said, a testament, we've been back several times, so it was absolutely delicious, but, um, guys, we have some more ideas for future episodes, um, with reading and eating, and we hope to take you on that journey with us. And so if you don't already go follow us on Instagram, we, we love Instagram. We're not very social media savvy, (laughs) Um, so that's really the only platform I know Jamal, our producer slash my husband's try to get us on Twitter and other things like that. Um, if you're on Twitter and you're like, Hey, join us on Twitter, let me know. And I will try it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know anything about technology. Honestly, I'm still learning Instagram. Yeah. And also on Instagram guys, we are doing like giveaways and stuff for books with our each each new um, episode that we do, we try to give the books out. I love giving books to people, and we want to hope to continue that. So um, go follow us, go like us. Um, yes, if you have any things. books, yeah, if you have any books where food is like really heavily featured, let us know so we can go try Please. it and then tell you about it. Absolutely. If well, you guys, try, if you read yeah. the book and you tried the food, let us know too what you tried. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. We, yes. Book club slash food cooking lunch club. Food club. Lunch food club. Oh my the gosh. The best things. Reading All and food. All the things. The, truly, truly the two things that have gotten me through this pandemic. Same. <laughs> yes. Oh. Uh, anyway. Well, thank well, you guys. guys. It's been fun. Um, And we'll catch you next time on our next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on the Antisocial Book Club podcast. This podcast is hosted by Kelsey Krubitzer and Martana Carter with producer Jamal Carter. Please follow us on Instagram at Antisocial Book Club Podcast or find us on our website at antisocialbookclubpod.com.